And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
grasp of God. No one is beyond the grasp of God. Not your supervisor, not the government. Amen? No one is beyond. Can I get closer? Not your spouse. <laughs> not the in-laws. Nobody is beyond the grasp of God. Not our kids. You, you, you know, sometimes when we preach the gospel, we like to go out. Not the government, not this, but brother, sometimes we need to start at the house. God is, your kids are not beyond the grasp of God. Uh-huh. We need to keep it home, amen? The closer we keep it home, the better it will be. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I'm so happy about that. The parent can go down on their knees and say, Lord, this is my daughter. This is my son. I'm giving him the right to intervene. Turn their life around. That's my seed. And you have authority of your child. Amen. Don't you be talking. Excuse my ebonics. Don't. <laughs> don't talk like other people do about your kids. Good kids. Blessed kids. Kids God can touch. It doesn't matter how rebellious they are. You say they have a good heart. Soft heart. Because we're working with a spiritual law. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. A parent is a powerful individual over their children. But you have to know that. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. You know, the Passion Translation translates verse 1, verse 9 like this. During those days, Saul, full of angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord. The, the word yet here means, it, it means it's an important word because it's indicating that even after Saul murdered Stephen, as recorded in Acts chapter 7, and also wrecked havoc of the church, Acts chapter 8 verse 3, amen, that's recorded for us there. Even after that, the Bible says, he went into every house, hauling men and women commi and committing them to prison. After that, still, Saul was not satisfied with the amount of bloodshed he caused. Mm -hmm. His soul was still crying, give me more blood. Give me more blood. I'm making, I'm painting a picture here so you can see that no one is beyond the grasp of God. Let me say that again. No murderer is beyond the grasp of God. Some of you are quiet this morning. Because it seems like you've been telling people murder is beyond the grasp of God. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Don't you forget our great apostle Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles, was not a good man before he had his encounter. Amen? Let's tell the truth. Paul told about himself. Paul said how he went throughout the church and practically destroyed the church, wanting to preserve Judaism. Of course, we know he did it in ignorance, but he did it anyhow. And so why is good to, to talk about his conversion and move on? We have to spend some time, amen, and realize this man is still not beyond the grasp of God. There are people in our lives that are not beyond the grasp of God. I'm saying that because I know there are some people that you and I just say, there is no way that person can be a Christian. Let me tell you, that person can be a Christian. That person is not beyond the grasp of God. It's okay, to talk, it's okay to talk about Paul and move right along, but brothers and sisters, we have to look at the scripture and hear what God is saying to us. God is a great God. I'll show you how there were men back 
then, and Nebuchadnezzar, who was uh, uh, he's, he, uh, king of Babylon, he was, his kingdom was the world superpower back then. And how God took this man down, and at the end, he said, God is Lord. I'll show you in a while how God took Herod, Herod down, because Herod failed to recognize him as the Lord. No one is beyond the grasp of God. No one is beyond the grasp of God. That's why you and I should never stop praying. Never stop praying. Always keep praying. Always keep believing God. Always keep standing in the gap for our brothers and sisters. Stand in the gap for brothers and sisters. Stand in the gap for your family. Because they are not beyond the grasp of God. Don't you ever give up on anybody. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Because behind these people, don't you forget, behind them there is a force. The Bible calls him the God of this world. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. We walk, we were once like the unbelievers. Don't you forget where you came from. Don't you forget that once we were unre un unregenerated. We were once unsaved. Once we were in the hands of the devil. Amen. But thank God for Jesus Christ. Can somebody say, but Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't you forget where you came from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Mm, Saul was a Christian hater. And there are many Christian haters today. Jesus said if the world hated him, they will hate us also. Uh-huh. John chapter 15 verse 18, verse 18 through 19 reads, John 15 verse 18 reads, If the world hated you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. That's what verse 19 says. The reason why Saul was after the Christians is because you are the devil behind Saul. Amen. Who hates Christians. And because the devil cannot get to us. Amen. Because he's a spirit, he cannot get to us. He has to use somebody to get to us. Let me say that again. He has to use whom? Somebody to get to us. That's why it says you cannot be silent in these days. Because you have to learn to address the spirit that's influencing and whispering to people. On Wednesday night we were talking about how it's important to, to come out from among the unbelievers. Amen. When, when the pool is too strong. But sometimes you've got to stand your ground. And say, devil in the name of Jesus. Happening here, I know I see I recognize you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the real God has to stand in the room, you and I have to bring in the real God. And don't you back down that work, open up your mouth, amen. Glory be to God, hallelujah. And when you do, the devil will run because there's a name that he's afraid of. And that's the name of Jesus. You call the good name of Jesus, he's got to be on the run. Yes, yes, I say the good name of Jesus. Yeah, he's got to be on the run. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Uh-huh. So we see here who was influencing Paul. Amen. The Bible says that this is the state Paul was in. And this is the state we all were in before we became Christians. 
This is the state the soul was in that year. Pastor Paul, his name was changed. I want you to bear with me. I mean, if I use soul, when I'm supposed to use Paul, amen? So this is the state he was in. Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 1 says, You have happy quickened who were dead in trespasses and... Yeah, I'm trying to show you what state he was in. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. You got it? Let's look at Paul's state before. Saul's state before he became Paul. Amen? Let me say, let's look at our state before we became Christians. Amen? Is that fair? Our state before we became Christians. And you, he, Jesus, hath quickened. Jesus has made us alive. Are you with me, sir? Jesus has made our spirits alive. Can somebody say, I'm now alive and well? Yes, yes, alive. My spirit now can communicate with God. Amen? Isn't that a blessing? I can hear from God. Some of you sound like I don't think so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear from God? Amen? You can, you, you, God inspires. You can feel an inspiration. Amen? You can feel a nudge. You can feel a tug. Never ignore hunch. <laughs> Let me say it again. Never ignore a hunch. It may just be well God talking to you. Though I've ignored numerous and suffered the consequences. Amen. God always speaks to us. Especially if it's a hunch that correlates with scripture. Amen. That's how you know if it's of God. What does the Bible say based on what I'm feeling, what I'm hearing? What does the Bible say about that? And if it's, the, if it's biblically accurate, then we follow through with it. Because that is God speaking to us. I don't know where we get the idea that God's supposed to say, Turn left. Turn right. Sit down. God doesn't do that. We have this already. <laughs> For that matter, if God opened up his mouth and speak, everything around you will just, just be destroyed. His voice is so powerful. You don't want to hear the voice of God. Everything inside you will collapse. Amen. <laughs> you want the nudge. <laughs> you want the inspiration. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. And so the Bible says we are now quickened. But here is our step before we were quickened. Who were once dead in what? Yes, that's how we were. That's how Saul was. That's why the devil could use him. When you are dead in trespasses and sins, you are separated from God and when you are separated from God the devil can use you anyhow any way he desires to amen the verse continues uh, wherein wherein can you go to verse 2 wherein in time past notice the Holy Ghost is very specific he's saying that's not your step now in time past you walk, the word walk is a metaphor for living out one's life. That's how you live out your life. How did you live out your life? According to the course of this world. It continues, he's trying to elaborate. According to the prince of whom? Of the air. Who's the prince of the power of the air? The devil. All the whisperings came from the devil. On Wednesday evening we were here and I was... I, I was Happy to hear her sister said that when she was out there in the world, she could hear the devil telling her, do this, do that, come further. And what he was trying to do is suck her in. 
so that when he gets hold of her, she comes to a point of no return. And he's doing that. People hear the whispers. They, they hear it from the devil. Oh God, we use your phrase. According to the prince of the power of the air, the, the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. Uh, here it comes. The spirit. Can you say it's a spirit? A demon that now worketh in what? Yes. Paul was, Saul was in disobedience. And so the devil was working through him. Amen. He was like a hammer in the hands of the devil. I'll read what the Passion Translation, how it reads this text. I'll read it. This is the version I'm becoming to like a lot. The Passion Translation. Ephesians 2. You don't have it, but sit back and listen. It says, and his fullness fills, Ephesians 2, man, even though you were once like corpse, corpse, dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, verse 2 reads, it wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world. Listen, obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm. The devil is the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. Yeah, those who are disobedient to the truth of God, you have positioned yourself for the devil to use you. And that's what the apostle Paul was doing. Uh-huh. And notice, brothers and sisters, that's why I keep telling you, I keep beckoning you to open your mouth and say something. I was reading this, Elder Brennan, and the Lord said to me, he said, look Emmanuel, he said, nobody stood up and, and rebuked Saul. Nobody stood up and said, Saul, in the name of Jesus Christ. You remember he did it when Paul was speaking to Sergius Paulus, and there was a, a male witch called Elimas. Um, Paul is preaching to Sergius Paulus. We'll come across it in a while. It's further down. He's preaching, and Elimas, a male wizard, is trying to distract him. And Paul said, You son of the devil, you shall be blind for a moment. Immediately, a mist, a mist came on Elimas' eye. And he started groping around. I'm saying, You've got some power. Sometime. All these Christians who ran could have said, Paul, I see what's happening in the name of Jesus. I command you to be blind for a season. He did it. Paul did it. And I'm reading here and I'm saying, wow, thank you, Lord. Nobody said anything. Folk just start running. Oh, the devil like Christians on the run. But not in 2023. No. No, it's a new day dawning. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Can you tell him, I'm an imitator of God. I'm not telling that because this is the name of the church. Ephesians 5, when it says, therefore, be imitators of God. And that's what the word says. So tell him, I am an imitator of God. Yeah, tell him that sometime. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's so, it is so difficult to say it. You know what I'm talking about? You know, sometimes, and it's so difficult to identify with God. It's so difficult because we have ourselves telling us about ourselves. Sometimes we are so full of ourselves. You, you know, we, we know more about our failures than what God says about us. 
And so sometimes even comes from our mouth. It's not even, it's, it's not even convincing. It's so watery. You are not fully persuaded. You know? I, I know, I know what I'm talking about, James. I know what I'm, that is why you and I, that's why God told us through Paul. He told the saints in Colossae. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. How? Richly. Let what the word of God dwell in you. How? That is the only way you can speak for the word of God with confidence. Else you'll say, then I rebuke you. The devil know you're serious. Yes. Yeah, there's a song that's going, watch out by you, chew you up, right? He, that's what you, I'm not sure about the three lyrics of that song. There's a song that, right? Yeah, watch out, boy. Somebody will chew you up, something. Some, somebody told me about it. That's what the devil will do. He will chew you up and throw you out. Yeah, I know, I'm talking too fast. But some of you get me right. All right. We are living in the last days. Past, and we've got to get. There is a word. Oh, I'm looking for word. We have to get fired up. She's so radical. There is a, another Bible word I'm looking for. But it'll come to me, amen. But what I'm saying, we cannot be passing. Those days are gone. You got to open up your mouth because there is power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the word never returns void. The only thing that the devil is afraid of is our words. Since the devil has people out there, they, they, they are, they have a lot of hatred in their hearts to Christians. It's silent, but it's there. Yes, don't you, don't you, don't you get fooled out there? The devil is out there. Yeah, he's out there. That's why you and I have to ensure that the word of God dwells richly. You know, can you say richly? Yes, richly. Let me share with you what Jesus said about the devil. I'm trying to paint my picture still. In Acts chapter, in John chapter 8, John chapter 8, Jesus said about the devil, the prince of the power of the air. The same devil, amen, who inspired Paul, to destroy the church. This is what's recorded. John chapter 8 verse 44. You got it? There was a discourse going on in John chapter 8. Jesus and the Jews. He had preached to the Jews and for some reason um, they did not like what he said. First of all, he didn't identify with them. So they didn't like him. And don't you allow the politeness of the King James Version to distract you from the bitter discourse that's recorded for us in John chapter 8. There's a lot of emotion and Jesus took them head on. But this is what Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 44. He said, you are of your father, the devil. The lost, the lost is the wickedness of the throne from their hearts. The lost of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Who, what was soul breathing? Slaughter, murderous threats. So, so who, who did that came from? The devil, right here we are told, Jesus exposed him. Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning. And what is Jesus referring to? He's referring to Cain and Abel. It was the devil who moved on Cain's heart, whispered to Cain to kill his brother Abel. 
So Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning and about nothing the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he's a liar and the father of it. Yes. This is the man, this is the devil, this is the spirit, the demon that inspired Paul. Saul, sorry. Inspired him. Go after the church. Destroy the church. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 9, Revelation 12 verse 9, four names are used. Mm -hmm. Four names are used to describe the devil. One of the names that's used in Revelation chapter 12 verse 9 is the dragon. Don't turn the other. The dragon. The dragon. Of all the titles used in Revelation to describe the Bible, the word dragon is the most used. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 3, we are told a red dragon, in Revelation 12, 3, a red dragon was ready to devour Jesus Christ. The red dragon is the devil. Red symbolizes blood and destruction. A red dragon, amen, is after Jesus, baby Jesus, one to destroy him. And that's what we saw in the book of Revelation. And it's referencing what, when Jesus was born, amen, how Herod tried to kill him. And he had to go to, uh, um, to uh, Egypt. Thank you so much. Now, 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 listen, as I said, the color red speaks of blood and destruction. The title dragon points to the devil's fierceness and ferociousness. That's why the Bible calls him a dragon. Listen, there has never been, one commentator said this, there has never been a murder, but the devil caused it. There has never been a bloodthirsty war, but he instituted it. Let me say that again. There has never been a bloodthirsty war, like what's happening now in Ukraine. In case you miss what I was saying, let me say it plain. There has never been a bloodthirsty war, but he instituted it. Anytime there is bloodshed, that's the devil's game. He loves death. There has never been a death sin, but it is traceable to him. Every blight of human happiness, every failure of human race, every sorrow of human life has come from him. All the fiery passions that fester in men and break forth in deeds of violence and blood are his inspirations. The devils, we have to expose him. And thank God that the people he's using are not beyond the reach of God. The devil thought he had his men. He thought he had Saul. But Saul was not from without the grasp of God. All the mass shootings that are taking place in this country, in the world, was influenced by the dragon. By the devil. Every suicide, every suicide, every suicide. Suicidal. Every suicidal thought, entertained and followed through, was inspired by the devil. He's a bona fide liar and a separatist. Do not cooperate with the devil. Jesus told us in John 10, 10, he comes to what? Kill, kill, and destroy. Listen, in Revelation chapter 16, verse 13, you don't have to, I'll read it quickly. A demonic spirit comes from the mouth of the dragon. Revelation 6, a demonic spirit, and the, the demonic spirit, it's referencing the whisperings of the devil. A demonic spirit came from the mouth of the devil and went to speak to all the leaders of the world to bring them down to Jerusalem so they could all be slaughtered in the battle of Armageddon. Who started it? The devil. He loves death. He loves blood. He loves 
Daniel was afraid to tell him because he's a monarch. All he has to say is, Daniel head is off and his head is gone. That's it. And so Daniel was afraid because Daniel loved him. He treated Daniel right. How many of you know God can give you favor with a wicked supervisor? <laughs> yes, yes. Because the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. Man, we serve a master God. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Oh, glory be to God. Man, we are fortunate people. We just got to believe it. I know many of you have testimonies to affirm what I'm saying. But let's move on, amen? So Daniel is here, he's afraid. But he went to the king, he said, King, he said, Oh, King Elas, the dream is not about your neighbor. <laughs> and the dream is not about your brother, the dream is about you. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, Okay, I'll take into consideration and so on and so forth. He forgot the dream. One day, he came and he stood on his balcony and he looked at Babylon. <laughs> and he began to speak. <laughs> Amen. He began to speak and he said, this is what, uh, give me a second. Wait. He began to speak and he began to say, well, I, I know he said, this great Bible, who made Bible? Who's responsible for all these beautiful buildings? But I, this army that can take the world like that, who's responsible? But I, Nebuchadnezzar. And the Bible said, before the last word came from his mouth, a voice from heaven interrupted him and said, King Nebuchadnezzar, you need to say it. Let, let, let me really feel it. Let me really carefully. Glory be to God. Yes. Yeah, right here. Here. Question, who are you, Lord? Ask God that now. 
Only when you find out who is Lord, you will then ask, what do you want me to do? You know what's happening today? We have a lot of folks asking, Lord, what do you want me to do? But they haven't asked, who are you, Lord? Let me share that with you. When you find out who are you, Lord, you don't even care about what do you want me to do. <laughs> oh, when you run into God, when you find who Jesus is, when Paul found out who Jesus was, Paul said, uh, he said, I'm betwixt, <laughs> he said, I'm betwixt too. He said, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> but I, I need to stay for your benefit. Because he found out who was the Lord. He got such a tight relationship with God that he realized, I don't even need to be on this earth. What am I doing here? I found the Lord. Yet the question is, who are you, Lord? Not what do you want me to do? No, no, find out who's God first. Run into Jesus first. <laughs> and when you find Jesus, you will find, what do you want me to do? Jesus, look, I'm talking from experience here. The relationship can get so sweet. All you want to do is just go somewhere with him. Glory be to God. A nice cup of tea. Mm -hmm. a, good, a good old Bible, a good old King James. And have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about it. Love on him a bit. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory be to Jesus. No, that is a satisfying life. It is all right. <laughs> Nothing is beyond his grasp. No one is beyond his grasp. The Bible says after, after David and Nazareth's body changed into a lizard. Can you imagine? The man who was the world's superpower turned into a lizard eating grass like a black like animal. Out there on his fingers. His hair grew like a bear. And they're looking at, but the Bible said, notice the Bible said, leave a stump. In other words, God is going to give him back his kingdom after he found out who's the Lord. You see, he was a king. He didn't know who are you, Lord. Yeah, he didn't know who's Lord, but God showed him. I mean, you don't want God to show you. No, you don't want God to show you. No, you don't want God to show you. Oh, glory be to Jesus. You, you better come down, Lord. There is a song like that, right? Come down, Lord. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and the Bible says, after seven years of eating grass, God restored his mind. And listen to what he said. When God restored his mind. Listen to King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the world. He said, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven. My reason returned his mind came back to him because he was in the mind of an animal. And he said, I bless the Most High and praise and honor him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion. This is a hidden king testifying and unsaved. He said his dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are counted as nothing. Uh -oh. He didn't know that before. He said, and he does according to his will among the host of heavens and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Oh, he's testifying about God. He continued, he continued, and at the same time, my reasoning returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me, my counselors and my Lord sought me. God gave him back his counselors. God gave him back, amen, his, his, uh, his, his lords. Uh, and, and he said, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My 
until as my Lord sought me and I was establishing my kingdom and still more greatness was added to me. Listen to his final sentence, his final sentence. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven for all his works are right and his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Oh, Saul didn't know he was messing with. He didn't know who he was messing with. I came here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you still have a wonderful Savior. The Bible says one day Herod, and I'm, and I'm done. Herod, Herod, the one who killed James. Remember, the Bible says Herod killed James. He took a sword and thrust, in, thrust the sword in James's. Went from his... Uh, just went all the way through his body and the Jews began to clap because that's what the devil wants to do. Christian haters. Christian haters. And when he saw it pleased the people, he arrested Peter to kill Peter the following day. But the following day was a holiday. So he put Peter in jail. The Bible says while Peter was in jail, an angel showed up light. <laughs> and the chains fell off his hands automatically because the parent realm invaded the earthly realm. The power of God. The chains fell off. The Bible says the, the prison gets open by itself. <laughs> oh my God, that's power. And Herod stood the next day he came, he sat, dressed properly, robed properly, and he gave a speech and the people shouted, This is a God! This is a God! And instead of Herod giving glory to God, he said, Yes, I'm somebody. An angel struck him down from heaven immediately and worms at his body. No man, no human being is beyond the grasp of God. Since I'm here this morning to encourage you, if somebody inspired by the, by the devil is on your trail, take heart. You've got a God. You've got a Jesus who can intervene suddenly. If you have a situation, a circumstance that's bothering you, take heart. It's not from beyond the grasp of God. You've got a God that can come in right away and change your situation around. I'm talking about me. I needed to hear that word. Amen? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You've got a God who can fight for you. He's called the God of war. No human being is beyond the grasp of God. You need favor? God will reach out and help you. You need help? God will reach out and help you. He will. Paul asked, Saul asked, who are you, Lord? And he said immediately, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. I want you to know that I want you to know who I am. I'm the one you said who was dead. I'm Jesus. I'm alive and well. And I fight for my people. I'm with my people. You touch me, you touch me. I am Jesus. What a blessing. I am Jesus. I was talking to my situation. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? 
If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.